Welcome to Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. We are going to have a great show for you today. Buenos dias, mi gente. Good morning, my brothers and my sisters throughout Houston, throughout the entire Southeast, Northeast, Texas, and throughout the city, throughout the state, throughout the country, throughout the world. How's everybody doing? Remember, make the day the day that you want it to be. Again, make the day the day that you want great start here all well i'm saying all positive i'm saying positive for what we need to get done done anyhow folks how's everybody doing today specifically how is the control room doing today howard reynolds and jack van beber how are my peeps doing out there in the studio well, good morning, Egberto. Looks like we're doing okay. I was uh, standing there a few minutes ago saluting my radio as we played the national anthem as a sign-off. I love it. I love it. Let's make sure and represent what we want represented by this country, by este país. Jack Van Beber, what is the statement of the morning? Well, I was I've been thinking about I've been thinking about the Supreme Court a little bit. And uh, uh, my question is, where is the ethics and where is the integrity of the court anymore? Yeah, I've written it, it, on it a little bit more, but just posing that question is the Supreme Court, where is its integrity and where is where are the ethics? It doesn't have any. Well, we see that now because they're siding with the corporations over the people. Well, you ask where it is. I mean, the Supreme Court's been bought out. The whole scandal with uh, Clarence Thomas. I mean, look, they've been bought out. The corporations and the politicians and everybody else bought them out. It's that free speech money at work. I guess it is. Egberto, let's turn the show back over to you before we hijack it here. Oh, no. I mean, listen, this is what we are all about. We're all about hearing a whole lot of ideas and, and, and statements. And Jack, you're, you're so right. What happened to the integrity of the Supreme Court? The flaw, I always say, you know, we, we like to worship documents and worship people who created documents, you know, our founding fathers, etc. I'm going to st make a statement of fact. They created a good document that that is what? Elastic, meaning it can be changed to improve as we move on. I think one of the biggest flaws in the document is, is the power that it gives to the Supreme Court. In this case, a nine appointed people. Of course, there's no limit to how many people we can appoint to the Supreme Court. Now, there are congressional folks. In fact, uh, yesterday, a bill was introduced that said we want to make the Supreme Court 13 people big, which also means one representing each particular uh, uh, district, each each judicial district in, uh, in, in the country. And use that to mitigate the what you've just said, Jack, and that is the issue of creating purchased drug. I mean, purchased judges. Who are these purchased judges? Those who were sanctioned by the Heritage Foundation, etc., because they know exactly how those particular judges are going to vote. Important question that we as Americans need to be serious about, and too many of us. Again, with the busy lives that we hold, with the, with the civics that we don't get in schools anymore, all of that has caused us to not understand how things work. And you know what, uh, uh, Jack and Howard, that's why we are here, because we are here to say, guys, you're already empowered. Use it. 
as whenever uh, Howard gets on his soapbox, it's like, go out there and do what, Howard, again? Don't make me get on my soapbox this morning. But what do they need to go out and do? What do they need vote to go out and do? People out. Vote. Vote. Use your vote. Use the, use the last right you have left. Voting is the last right you have left. That's it. Use it. Pick or lose it. And use, yeah, use it or lose it because we're on the verge of losing it. Absolutely. Gerrymandered out of our voting. We can't vote 24 hours. Now this nonsense of early voting, you used to be able to vote anywhere you wanted to in early voting to make it convenient to you. Oh, no, you can't do that. What is this horse mess? Yeah, that is. I can't say what I really want to say because we're on radio and because this is a public radio station. I can't, can't those, say. Can't use them seven words, Howard. We can't use them seven words, Howard. I, I, know, I know, and I want to so bad. So I think I'm just going to go sit myself down. <laughs> anyway, folks, we got a great program for you today. Sit tight. Tell other people that a, a show is on, that we are going to come together and work. And don't forget, this is a call-in show. Today, all my videos are broken up in pieces so that we don't have this long interview that I had like yesterday, etc. Give us a call, 713-526-5738. Una vez más, 713-526-5738. We are bilingual here, so if, if, if you want to say something, especially in these times, want to say something in Spanish that you're not comfortable in English, you can call as well. 713-526-5738. 73. Don't forget, folks, as well. Uh, hit extension two to get on here, folks. Anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. Remember, there are several ways to get our program. First, you can dial in at 90.1 FM and you're you're here, you're listening to us. You can also download the TuneIn app uh, from the Android or Apple Store. It's called TuneIn and search for KPFT and listen to it on your phone that way. You can also stream it from kpft.org kpft.org hit the listen and you can listen to it on our website or you can watch the program including all the videos that i play etc at k at facebook.com slash kpft houston facebook.com slash kpft houston and of course youtube is always there at politicsdoneright.tv politicsdoneright.tv TV. Anyhow, title of the show today is Teachers Quitting in Droves. That's one subject. The other one, Fox News Terrorizes Trump. I have two uh, videos where it, uh, with, with Barr, uh, what is his name? Uh, Brett Barr. Brett Barr, the guy that we like to say, how did you allow that to occur on Fox News? Apparently, since they've been sued and they had to pay out, some journalism is starting to occur. Some journalism is starting to occur. And you know what I think? When folks do a good thing, we encourage that good thing. You know, I remember uh, a few years ago uh, when we were at the old studio, the old KPFT building, uh, and uh, I, I got stopped by a cop. And, you know, I did nothing. I'll, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you categorically, I did nothing. It was one of those, uh, uh, you know, driving while you know what, okay? So I go ahead and I, I'm stopped by this cop and I keep my hands on the, on the steering wheel and I did all the right things. And he comes over and he saw, saw how tense I was and, and he smiled. He, 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 he kind of got a chuckle when he asked me to get the license. I said, sir, can I take my hands off of the wheel? 
go take my right hand, put it into the back of my pocket to get my wallet to take out. I'll be telling you everything that I'm doing step by step. And, you know, I think he kind of got amused out of that. But that's the kind of stuff that we have. But every single time he was very, very respectful, very respectful in the way he was speaking. I was respectful as well. And at the end of the thing, he said, you know what? Uh, uh, you change lane in the intersection. I didn't change lane in the intersection. I changed lane immediately before going into the intersection or after the intersection. I don't quite remember which one it was, but that is not what happened. But he said it happened. He's the law. He came in and I think because of our interaction, he just said, you know what, though? I'm not giving you a ticket, uh, you know, but please be careful in the way you drive. You know, they have to tell you that make believe that you did something wrong. But he was nice. He was very nice and respectful. So I drove off and crazy me turns around and I say, officer, uh, I that in as much as whatever, I, uh, let's take a picture. I want to write this stuff up. Right. And he said, OK, because he, he, he knew that I wasn't going to be doing anything wrong because I was just impressed with the service that I got from him. I wrote this long blog about the, the, the encounter with the cop, et cetera, with the picture of me and the cop uh, in, in the field. And then I came on to KPFT and I told the story. And my KPFT audience were pissed. They were, I don't think they were as pissed at the cop as they were for stopping me illegally as they were uh, for me writing the blog. And then I explained. I said, we need to start commending folks when they do good things. Make it worth their while to do good things. Turned out, by the way, after this, uh, that, that blog went viral, the guy's uh, uh, superior officers, uh, they gave him a, a, uh, an award. Uh, and the sergeant contacted me and said, uh, you know, we gave this guy an award for ta -da -da, for the treat. Of course, it was propaganda and that kind of stuff. But the idea is this. Let's reward people for doing good, not just attack them for doing bad. And Brett Barr, with this particular interview that he did on Donald Trump, uh, whatever reason it is, I think it was important to show that right-wing audience, that audience that have, that, that have been trained to believe things that Trump said, that he was there to say, hey, guys, look at some reality. And you know what? The last thing I, I was going to talk about, or the first thing I was going to talk about is Hunter's, uh, Hunter and Trump, the false equivalency. I didn't want to touch the Hunter-Biden uh, story at all because it's not a real story. Hunter-Biden doesn't work for the government. There's no interaction between Hunter uh, with respect to the presidency and what the presidency does. The, the Biden administration, for everything that we know thus far, has not done the kind of illegalities that that let's say a Nixon is doing had done or that Trump did throughout his presidency. I have no faith in any politician other than what they show me, but I have seen nothing and nobody can come up with any information that says brother Biden in that office has done uh, illegal things like Trump has been certified to have done. So it was great to see that. So I'm wondering, I, well, it, so that's why I'm talking Hunter and Trump false equivalency. But given that I gave you that little story about the cop and you know rewarding the good, I think I'm going to start with that with those two interviews with uh, those two sections of the interview with Brett Barr and Donald Trump because I think you will find it fascinating. 
and I need to rearrange the order that I have my my clips in that I'm putting out in the studio. All right, great. Here it is. But here, before we go, again, let's start not only attacking those who do wrong. Let's make sure and reward those who many times go out of their way to do good because people need to know they have somewhere when they change their modal that they have somewhere to fall uh, not to fall somewhere to go i don't want to say fall because doing good shouldn't be a fall bad word anyway folks also remember the telephone number is 713-526-5738 again that number is 713-526-5738 we would love to hear from you. Anyway, we start with, you lost the election, brother, brother Trump. You lost. Stop it. You lost. And for somebody on Fox News to just say, you lost, I think it's a good thing. So without further ado, here we go. I cannot believe I'm going to be giving Fox News some kudos, but Brett Barr did a great job in interviewing Donald Trump. And even though there are times to keep Donald Trump talking, he attempted to appease him. But you know what? Altogether, he did a great job. I, I think lawsuits and that, that payoff that they had to make, that judgment that they got that forced them to pay a whole almost a billion dollars to uh, Meridian, maybe that made a, a difference in we got to be partially truthful now. Whatever the case is, Brett Bear did a good job with a delusional, a purposefully delusional Donald Trump who to this day will not accept that he lost and profoundly, constantly saying, I won this election in 2020. I won it. There was ballot stuffing and all these things that have been proven wrong. Check it out. Let's give Brett Barr his kudos here. Then we'll take it on the other side. The female independent voter in the suburbs who struggled with family financing because of inflation. She's now against Biden, disapproves of Biden, but wasn't with you in 2020. And so far is a hard no for you in 2024. But what do you say to that? The right what, what do you say to that female independent suburban voter who feels that way to win her back? First of all, I won in 2020 by a lot. OK. You Let's know, get that straight. I won in 2020. You know that this, and if you look at all of the tapes, if you look at shows. everything that you want to look at, you take a look at Truth to Vote, where they have people stuffing the ballot boxes on tapes, or let's go to recent. Well, wait a minute. Let's go to recent. FBI Twitter. Let's go to recent. The 51 agents. All corrupt stuff, Brett. Understand about all, the Hunter Biden. Well, no, but that's cheating on things. the election. But yeah. That's cheating on the election. You lost the 2020 election. Uh, Brett. Uh, you take a look at all of the stuff ballots. You take a look at all of the things, including things like the 51 intelligence there were, agents. There were recounts in all of the swing states. There was not significant what, widespread We're trying fraud. to get recounts, real recounts, not just numbers of votes. Widespread cast. corruption. There was not a sense of that. There were lawsuits, more than 50 of them, by your lawyers, some in front of Ready, judges, judges that you appointed. Look at Wisconsin. That came out with Wisconsin no evidence. Is, Wisconsin has practically admitted it was rigged. Others states are doing the same right now, and it's continuing. There have been reviews it was a of every election. potential case of voter fraud in six battleground states, and they found fewer than 475 cases. You know why? Because they didn't look at the right things. Okay. Right? Are you going they to were be- counting, They were counting ballots, not the authenticity of the ballot. The ballots 
were fake ballots. You had, this asked, was a very rigged Are election. you going to go, this is how you're going to tell that independent suburban no, woman no, voter no. We're, to vote we're for We're off you. to winning an election, and I think we're winning very well. Brett Barr looked at him and said, you lost the election. Oh my God, you can imagine what went through Donald Trump when he actually heard that. But he kept on fighting. He kept on talking nonsense. But ultimately, the, the Fox News viewers heard Brett tell them, Donald Trump, you lost the election. It wasn't some liberal media saying that. It was Fox News telling the audience, hey, Donald Trump, you lost the election. And 50 of your judges, or most of the judges who said you lost, were judges appointed by you. And the Fox News viewers heard that. Now, of course, other sycophants are going to make believe that, uh, well, you know, they, they, they'll do whatever is necessary to fulfill their wish that Donald Trump actually won. I mean, that's just how some people are. But it doesn't matter. Enough folks are going to hear, uh, you know, wow, Fox News is actually saying this now. Great job, Brett. Let's hope you can keep up doing the good work if Donald Trump becomes the nominee. And that's going to have you're going to have to do if he becomes the nominee. And, you know, there's still a distinct possibility. I I am looking at the tea leaves and I'm looking at how uh, many Republicans, enough of them reacting to uh, that, uh, reacting to all these indictments. And he took a six point hit, but that six point hit could likely be noise that and my personal opinion is that nine point hit that he's taken so far is nothing more than noise okay the other clip that i want you to hear the other clip that i want you to hear is likely even more importance it talks about who is going to work for donald trump after this is the kind of person that he really is i want you to check this one out because this is even I think this is even better. But anyhow, before we go there, 713-526-5738. Una vez más, 713-526-5738. Give me a call. would love to hear your thoughts, your opinions, etc., etc., etc. Here we go with that second uh, clip. As many know by now, Donald Trump appeared on Fox News uh, with Brett Barr. And, and, you know, Brett did an exceptionally well job with, with him. Yes, I'm saying that about Fox News. Yes, Brett uh, Barr did a very good job. I want you to listen to this because remember, Donald Trump said he picks the best people and he knows how to pick them because he's a manager and he knows how to do things. The billionaire knows how to do things. And you know what? We always know the guy blows smoke up. You know, you know what? But to watch Brett play him on the personnel issue, um, actually, I don't think I've seen anybody do it as well as he did right here. Check this out, and we'll take it on the other side. In 2016, you said that. 
I'm going to surround myself with only the best and most serious people. Vice President Mike Pence is running against you. Yeah. Your ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, she's running against you. Your former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said he's not supporting you. You mentioned National Security Advisor John Bolton. He's not supporting you either. You mentioned Attorney General Bill Barr uh, says you shouldn't be president again. I uh, calls you the consummate narcissist and troubled man. You recently called and uh, Barr a, a gutless pig. Uh, your second defense secretary is not supporting you, called you irresponsible. This week, you and your White House called your White House Chief of Staff, John Kelly, weak and ineffective and born with a very small brain. You called your acting White House Chief of Staff, Mick Mulvaney, a born loser. You called your first Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, dumb as a rock. And your first Defense Secretary, James Mattis, the world's most overrated general. You called your White House Press Secretary, Kayla Kennedy, milquetoast. And multiple times, you've referred to your Transportation Secretary, Elaine Chao, as Mitch McConnell's China-loving wife. So... Why did you hire all of them in the first place? Because I hired 10 to 1 that were fantastic. Uh, something happens when people leave. They can like me very much. I have this woman named Alyssa Farah. She said the greatest things long after she left. He's the greatest president we've ever had. He was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Then The View offered her a contract. But obviously, only if she changed her views and all of a sudden she can say negative things. Money gets offered to people and some people change. But there's but I will people say on this, that list that for, are not taking money that decided for, that well, they're not supporting For the supporting most part, you. they are. You know, Barr did a book. Barr was a coward. The name people that you name, for every person you name, I can name 20 people that loved the administration. And maybe more importantly, the voters love the administration. You have former senior advisor Steve Cortez saying it's going to be tough for you to get the best and the brightest because of some of the name calling of people who left. Well, so what do you Steve say to Cortez that? Steve Cortez is a nice person, but I didn't give him the job he wanted because I didn't think he was qualified. Then he went over to the Sanctimonious's camp. I didn't give him the job. So I'd probably say the same kind of thing if I wouldn't get a job, if somebody wants a job. And a lot of the people that you mentioned there, they didn't get the job. A couple of them weren't made permanent. I didn't want to make them permanent because I didn't think they were good enough. Now, during the course of that four years, I know the best people. Oh, there must be a reason people get paid to say that Trump is a terrible person, that he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, it's amazing how Brett Favre, Brett, Brett Favre, Brett Bear enumerated every single person Donald Trump chose who now have turned completely against him because of a lousy president, a lousy human being, a lousy person that he is. Unfortunately, if progressives don't get their act together, this guy could actually win again. I know a lot of people just say, oh, he can't win. I'm sorry. This guy can win again. And I think that is something that, um, you know, for all for all of those that are running around thinking that uh, Donald Trump, you know, he's so bad, his history's under indictment or whatever. There's a there's a, uh, a, a poll, not a poll. They had a group of people. What do you call those? Uh, I forgot what you call that. A, a, a group of folks get together and with a leader, with, with somebody who's asking them questions and um, a forum. And this person asked, uh, now that Donald Trump is indicted, how many of you are more likely to vote for him because he 
was indicted, and this was a control group uh, of, 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 of Trump supporters. And every single one of them raised their hand and said, I am more likely to vote for Donald Trump, especially because the deep state has indicted him. And then they asked how many of you are less likely to vote for him. Not one person raised their hands. Every single one of them felt comfortable that this guy was still in power. And, and let, me, let me explain something. Uh, and this is very well done. Uh, the Powell Manifesto kind of gave the, the guiding light on how you do these things. And that is the first thing you have to do is destroy people's faith in the state, faith in institutions. You've got to do that because once you get that done, then they're looking to you for that direction. You know, if you remember the conversation that we had with uh, Dr. Schmuckler, we were talking about the shallowness of Americans, right? And this isn't something that happened because we are Americans. This is something that was done designed, done to us, right? We stopped getting physics in, I mean, civics in school, uh, where we don't learn about how the government truly works. We, we, start, we start letting folks have less faith in our government. Government can't do this. Government can't do that. Not realizing that if everything that we believe or we, were, we learn to believe or that is true, and that is we, the people of the United States, is our government, right? Those are realities. We, the people of the United States, that is us. Our government is us. It is so important. But if you go ahead and you kill the belief, not the belief, you kill the truth that these institutions matters, matter and that we are these institutions, then you can put anything into people's minds. And that, hence the shallowness, the shallow people many of us have become that then allow us to be filled by others. Anyway, let's go to Oster. Come on in. Oster, come on in. Uh, line one. Hey, brother. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Alistair, come on in, girl. Hey, so I am, I am wanting to say that you can attract more bees with honey and you'll get more sweetness. And maybe Fox is finally maybe trying to live up to earn its title of Fox News. I, I appreciate that they're at least putting on a front for it now. Um, I... I Time will tell if their colors have changed as far as showing accurate information. But, you know, that's, yeah, time will tell. You know, I, I, that's a good observation. And, you know, Alistair, that, that's the reason I wanted to uh, highlight that as well. Because, again, yeah, they're doing good stuff. Let's put it out there. Sorry to interrupt you. I think I, I kind of spoke over you. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. You know, one of the biggest parenting skills is to praise a child when they're doing well instead of punishing a child when they're doing bad. You'll get better results 
and it kind of goes through throughout your whole lifetime. So I appreciate you highlighting the good because there is good in the world and we do need to point it out more often than not. That I think is one way to help get people to the table so that we can show one another we have similar goals and how we get to those goals can be different, I guess, but, oh, I hear you, Alistair. And that is one of the reasons I told my police story, right? Because uh, like I, I've told everybody, <laughs> anytime I'm around a police officer, I get anxiety, right? But uh, again, I'm pointing out when one does something good, hopefully it's also the incentive for them to continue doing something good. And you know what? Fox News have gotten more press out of that interview from uh, Brett Var, uh, Barr from uh, uh, every station on this planet is playing how what Brett did to Donald Trump. Uh, so, I mean, it I, believe it or not, a lot of independents who probably said, you know, I, I really can't do CNN anymore. Are probably going to uh, are going to I mean do do Fox News anymore? Are probably going to return to Fox News? And I have nothing. I don't have anything against anyone who returns to Fox News if Fox News is given news and not Sean Han just Sean Hannity. So there you go. Anything else before I go to John A. My dear Alistair? No, we're good. Keep up the good work, brother. Thank you very much, sis. Have a good one. Anyway, let's go ahead and go on to Brother Johnny. Come on in, Johnny. Uh, I think it's interesting and ironic and hypocritical that the right-wing politicians and right-wing media, they love to criticize and make fun of libs when we hand out participation trophies and certificates for kids that are losers in a competition, according to them. But they're totally okay with when we, or the general public, takes selfies with cops for doing a simple thing like not shooting you. I think it's ironic. I understand where you're coming from, but I think it was important. It is important to point this out and remind people of uh, the hypocrisy from their side. Uh, well, let me, uh, Johnny, 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 let me, let me, let me hold you, stop you a second there. The people who attacked me for taking the picture with the cops were mostly progressives because their answer was that's what they should have, they, they should be respectful in the first place. And that's why I said, uh, what I had to tell to my progressive brothers and sisters is, yeah, let's reward the good as well, because it may it may allow one to mimic the behavior. It wasn't the right wing that attacked me on that one. I just wanted to let you know that. Oh, I know that. Like I told you before, I listen to you. I listen to everything you say. Okay, and brother. Thanks. Good. And I'm a progressive, and I'm not criticizing you. And I would question those who, who say they're progressives who did criticize you. I would like to meet some of them and talk to them. And I would bet you that they're not as progressive as you think or right. they want you to are. Because if you're truly progressive, if you're truly open-minded, the last thing you're going to do is attack Egberto Willis when he relays to you a message in his blog about an incident that he had with a cop that turned out where he didn't get killed. My reaction is that I am not interested in handing out cookies or congrats to cops for doing their job. I would much prefer showing my appreciation 
by uh, weeding out the cops who shouldn't be cops, people who have infiltrated law enforcement. That's how I show appreciation. Get rid of them, prosecute them if they have been shown to inflict lifelong medical harm on people and or killing people, specifically specifically Latinos, gays, and uh, Native Americans. That's how I show my appreciation, because then you increase the pay and benefits along with requirements. And that's how you make everybody happy. And there's no need for cookies or uh, participation trophies. (laughs) Okay, my dear brother, Johnny, anything else you want to add, my brother, to your always insightful commentary? Yes, Brett Bear. Every time I look at that guy, I physically feel uncomfortable. He looks like he does, he looks like he's going to burst out of that tight navy blue suit he always wears. He's always <laughs> leaning forward. He looks like he looks like he should be on the football field, not in a in, in a in a lounge chair interviewing people with a microphone. He doesn't look comfortable, and the fact that he did a reasonable job in that litany of of offenses not offenses, of uh, Donald Trump's hirings and firings, which I thought was powerful, it's still too little too late. And he's not doing it because he wants to be a good journalist. He's doing it because he wants to keep his job. You know, look, Johnny, I agree with you that you know, none of this come from benevolence because, again, uh, you know, they, they knew what they were doing all along. They knew they were lying to their audience. They, the audience that they have, the mis- our misled right-wing brothers and sisters weren't misled because they're evil people. They're misled because they trusted uh, the information stream for the Fox News, etc., uh, all right, uh, Johnny, if you don't have anything else, I need to jump on to Moses. Anything else before I jump to Moses? I got a question for you and Moses, by the way. I'm interested to hear what she has to say about this. Yes, sir. What percentage, what percentage of the Fox audience listening to that, uh, watching that broadcast that night, what percentage of them do you think will be converted into anti-Trump or, or at least not voting for Trump after that interview? I wager it's going to be minimal because they've been trained and socialized into reacting, oh, fake news, or he's been forced to do that. And you know, Can I give you an answer that I, my, uh, what I think? Let me sure. let me tell you what I what I think is the answer. And again, this is just what I think. I think what's going to happen there is it's going to give permission to those who want, who knows the truth, who uh, peer pressure has led them to give yes. the facade that Trump is their guy. Yes. Uh, when you have objectors in your same in your same realm, it gives you that. You know, I always talk about having a place to land. It makes them know that they have a place to land. It's not only them who uh, think the way that they know they do. And I've, I've run into a lot of my right-wing brothers and sisters that way. In other words, uh, they just need a place to land. And uh, so I think it's going to be not, a, not all of them, but I think it's going to be enough of them if it continues. Anyway, Johnny, let me go ahead and go to Moses. And thank you so kindly for calling in and uh, also given your point of view. Oh, Moses, we accidentally lost you. Please give us a call right back and we'll throw you on air immediately. Moses, please give us a call back and we will throw you on air right away. Anyway, for all those others that are listening, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. 
5738. Before I move on to the subjects, other subjects, I would love to hear from you. 713-526-5738. En español, 713-526-5738. We are awaiting your calls. We have uh, two other subjects to move on to. But before I move on, I'd like to hear from Moses. So Moses, come on in your hat. Is that me? Moses, you're on. Yeah, good morning, brother. Um, I not hearing Moses. Can you hear me? Okay, that's me. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, Moses, come on in. Can you hear me? Yes, I can now. Okay. Buenos, buenos, um, buenos días. Um, Bu- buenos días, Moises. ¿Cómo estás? Uh, muy bien. Okay. Good. Now, you said that you seem to believe that Donald Trump will be elected, if that's how you put it. But what you don't understand, and uh, I'm not saying what you don't understand, because you might understand deeper than that, and that's probably how you frame it now. Birds of a feather flock together. You've heard that proverb, have you? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. However, the number of birds which flock together do not constitute the sum of all the birds in the world. That is why Donald Trump lost the election because he did not consider the greater number of birds whose feathers were not like his and who pushed him out of the net. So okay. the other in the order of things in the world, what you see may be smaller than what you do not see. Moses, I get it. I agree with you. Here is where, here is where I, I, I want to make folks understand, right? Uh, Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump by about 3 million votes in 2016. I'm just going to do some numbers for you here that I, what I want people to understand. It's not a, it's not, it's not solely a popularity contest as I know you well know, but I want the audience to hear this because I want to attach your truth, which what you said, there's a hell of a lot more people that are good who also would refuse to elect Donald Trump again. You're absolutely right, but that's not the entire story in my humble opinion. Hillary Clinton won, I mean, uh, won the popular vote by over 3 million people. But in the wrong places, she lost the vote by about 80,000 people. That is in three states that, uh, that gave Trump the win. Okay. Now let's go now to 2020 with Joe Biden. Joe Biden had over 7 million people more so than Trump. Trump had 74 million uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, and Biden had 81 million. I tell you something. Mm-hmm. Trump got more votes in volume 
I don't know where those votes came from, but he got so many more votes. He got the second highest vote total in American history. Trump did in 2020. Joe Biden still beat him by more than Hillary Clinton, even though Trump got more than Hillary Clinton in 2020. He beat him by 7 million votes. But here's the kicker that I want everybody to understand, because this is an important number here. Biden won by only 40,000 votes in the states that mattered. He won by less votes than Hillary Clinton lost. That is scary, my dear sister. That is scary that you can have an abundance of votes in this country. And because of the Electoral College, a constitutional defect that Trump almost won again. And he came closer to win than Hillary lost. That's my point, my sis. Okay. I understand that. But the difference between the Hillary Clinton election and the Biden election, the Hillary Clinton election, it was the sentiments of a people who had not yet tasted the hell of Donald Trump. And therefore, when they had felt the hand of Donald Trump and his wickedness, and they got a second um, a chance to do it again, they fully understand when a, in back home they say when a cat is burnt, it will be afraid of cold water. And therefore, the people came out, no matter what the electoral college would have done, but the sentiment of the people were raised. And they came out in numbers to say, we do not want this man. Now, in this 2024 election coming, you see what, how the, the, the country is suffering from the abominations of the Republican Party. Children, teachers, lawyers, everybody is suffering, the environment and everything. And people are woke. People are woke. And there, and I will say this, there is a God above, and that battle belongs to him. That's where I will end it. Moses, your, your words are insightful. Your words are necessary. And what I'm going to add to your words is to say our words need to come with deeds. And what, what I mean by that is I'm here talking on the radio. But after I'm off of the radio, I will also be doing many other things to encourage folks to vote their interests. And it is something that everybody that's listening to me, to you, to Johnny, to everybody, to Alistair, uh, we have to do a lot of talking, yes, as we talk on the radio, but we also have to go talk to our brothers and sisters, whomever we are. Because I tell you one other thing, uh, Moses, there's a certain carnality in, in, in what Donald Trump does. And Donald Trump knows the art. When I say he knows the art, he understands the, because he's such a frail person, because he's such a, a, a disturbed person, he also understands that many people can be temporarily disturbed. And in said process, 
those people can make the wrong decision if something is codified in their minds. So uh, what I'm telling you uh, is, first of all, on the surface, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm asking all of us out here in the know, we still have a lot more work to do. Moses, is there something quick you want to add before I go to the next caller? Well, I'm not going to add much, but as I said, there is a place where there's a mighty God and he intervenes for the sake of righteousness upon earth. That's all I've got to say. Thank you, Moses. Please keep listening. Please keep calling. Love to have you here. All right? Okay. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Have a good day. You too, my dear. Okay, Donna, come on in. Donna, you're on. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Uh, just two, yeah, thank you. Uh, just two comments I need to make, really need to make. A lot of people have to be told who to vote for. They don't do research. They don't listen to all networks and um, groups to make that determination. The fact that Donald Trump won in 2016, everybody was saying, oh, he can't win. He can't win. But he did. So guess what? He can again. And I just don't want people to get so comfortable in believing that he can't, that they won't go to the polls. That's a serious concern. Now, the fact that Fox Radio showed this interview, I'm very grateful for that. Because all those years when I, I kept thinking, you know, all of these things, this man has been revealed as, to, as what he really is. And you still support him. Now they can see that hmm, Fox News changed their mind. Maybe I can change mine, too. Wow. They have to be told who to vote for. And Fox making that decision to air that interview, I think, will change a lot of people's minds. But we need to stop saying, oh, he can't win. Thank you very much for giving me that time. Uh, let me tell you, Donna, first of all, insightful statement. John, that, that's what Johnny and I was discussing earlier, and that, that, that is exactly uh, what, what you said there. How many people's minds are actually going to be changed? Well, because it came from Fox News, it gave a few, not all, but a few, that permission that they need to vote otherwise. I want to bring up a caveat, though. Anything else you want to say, uh, Donna, before, before we let you go? That's it. Thank you. Thank you so kindly for your call. Please keep listening. Please tell people about po about politics on right and KPFT. Um, let, let me just say one other thing is, uh, that that I that I want us to be well aware of. Right now, uh, we are in fact concentrating on Donald Trump because it seems like Donald Trump is going to be the likely nominee of the Republican Party. And uh, many like to do the hating on, on Donald Trump as if Donald Trump is really the problem, uh, right? Donald Trump is a problem in that he is an evil person. He is a narcissist and all that goes with it. And he would be the one with executive power. But Donald Trump represents the leadership of a party who believes in the things that Donald Trump stands for. The only thing is Donald Trump is honest enough to verb to to uh to give verbally uh what very few republican leadership in the republican leadership are willing to say 
or talk about. He is the, the problem with Donald Trump is he tells the Republican story. And many folks don't like to hear that. He tells the Republican leadership story. I'm not talking about my Republican brothers and sisters. Anytime I talk about Republicans, I'm talking about the politicians, the leadership. People are people. And I'm trying to let us understand that, that, is, that we are all in the same boat. Absent politicians, absent corporations, uh, we would be uh, doing quite a bit better as a people. But anyhow, anyhow, that's a different story. When I say absent corporation, I mean absent bad corporations. There's another thing that we have to be very cognizant of, and that is the possibility that Donald Trump isn't the nominee. And my concern right now is that we are playing just in one direction. I want people to play the full picture, the full set of possibilities. Because here's the kicker. Um, if, if it isn't Donald Trump that runs, I think a lot of people are, in fact, concerned about the viability of another Biden four years. It's not the good thing to talk about. It's not the, the thing the, the uh, Democratic leadership would like you to talk about, but it's the reality in the minds of many people. And if they see a viable person that triangulates well, that gives the impression that they will do good by all American people, there are many that would make that switch. I am on the ground. I listen to people on all sides. And that is something that I see. That is something that I hear, not just anecdotally, but I think if you take a look at the polls, behind those numbers, behind, uh, behind those numbers, there's a lot saying that. So I hope those in the leadership, progressives and otherwise, uh, will take that into account as they're creating their narrative, as they're preaching, as they're keeping others out of the, the race, etc. It is something we have to be very careful about. I never liked the idea of putting your eggs in one basket. Anyhow, change the subject. But before, folks, we can still take more calls. 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. I, I feel a little lonely that I haven't said, hey, Howard, any thoughts that you'd like to add before I go to the other subject? Oh, let's see. What would I think about uh, other than... I was just talking to Jack here a few minutes ago saying, where are the progressives in this race? Where are the Bernie Sanders? Where are the younger, more on fire candidates? I mean, we got a bunch of old, old gas bags as far as candidates go. We got Ron DeSantis, but who really wants him? Nobody. Um, we just don't have any dynamic candidates yet. Now, remember, the, the election doesn't happen until November of 2024. So all this is pretty premature. We may have someone who steps up and says, I'm a very youngish, dynamic candidate with some progressive ideas that we're going to fix America. And, and by the way, Donald Trump really won 
the middle income folks heart by saying we're going to make America great again. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. They're going to bring back the jobs from overseas. Okay, well, you can say that you're going to do that, but you didn't do anything, Donald. You didn't do anything but give tax breaks to the ultra-rich. So, therefore, you know, he ran on a on a platform of let's make America great again. Let's bring back the middle-income folks. And I don't like to say middle-class because there's no class system in the United States. It's middle-income. Bring back the middle income to greatness. Bring back the jobs from overseas. Stop the corporations from shipping everything away. Well, you didn't do it. So I can understand how he won the hearts. But if you look at what he didn't do, he didn't do anything. Now, I I tell you one thing, uh, Howard, if you listen to that interview that he had, right? He was actually telling people, he was lying to folks, telling folks that he did all those things that you just said there. And that is the issue. Uh, Who's going to tell folks the truth that, yes, in fact, he didn't do it. And the other thing that you said that is so important is, where is that young person, that vibrant person? And that is exactly what I mean, Howard. Uh, Where uh, are they? Yes, yes. Uh, I think uh, they are out there, but they're playing ball right now. They're 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 all playing ball. They decided that it is time to play ball, which is what what. Uh, look, I understand playing ball. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I think okay. we should have. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say they're playing ball. Uh, they're maybe they're making their decisions because we need something dynamic. We need a progressive thinking toward the multitudes of you know the the population because the one percenters well we don't really don't think about them they're in control they're the puppet masters that needs to be broken because they're killing us the middle that income is, folks are disappearing that they're, is so they're, true they're, you're you're sinking into poverty or you go up and it's hard to go up so especially when the corporations won't give you what you're worth so it's it's crazy. And I, I would like to see a progressive. I would like to see a younger progressive. You know me, I'm pushing 70 myself. But I would like to see someone around 45, maybe 50 come in and say, look, we've got these ideas here. We want to try these because what we're doing now is not working. I, and I also, am with you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Get out there and vote, people. <laughs> ah, he got him back on his soapbox. He got oh back on heavens. his soapbox. <laughs> oh, my heavens. Well, look, you know, because it's the last right you have left, honestly. Uh, and if you don't use your voice, look, Jack and I were talking about this, and I'm eating up all the rest of your time. Uh, Jack and I were talking about this as a look. A lot of people think that their vote doesn't count. That is true. That is true that they think that the vote doesn't count. It does. It's your voice. You Absolutely. Your voice. And hey, if you don't think it counts, at least, honestly, honor the people who gave you that right to vote. Amen. And if you don't think it counts, honor those people who died to give you the right to vote. Amen. Let's get a, a, let let me tell you, let's, let's jump to Johnny and give him 30 seconds because you're going to kick me off in a minute, Howard. Yeah. yeah. Johnny, 30 seconds. 30 seconds, Johnny. Okay. Yeah. Respectfully to our, our friend, I would say where those candidates are, you ask where all the progressive candidates ask Chank Uger and ask Nina Turner. 
about their candidacies and what happened to them, how the Democratic Party leadership sabotaged their candidacies. And let's not forget about Bernie's two cycles in a row. There's not a lack of uh, progressive candidates. It's the leadership of the party that won't let them through. So we have to address that. First. Okay, Johnny, I and I, I want to I want to answer your 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 true statement with just saying one thing before I get off of air, and that is, progressives have a lot more work to do. Progressives have to take the bull by the horns. They cannot think that the the democratic establishment is going to hand it to them. They have to step up to the plate over and over and over again and take it. There are two more subjects that I was supposed to cover that I won't be able to cover this morning because we get into talking to it. But Johnny, uh, give me 10 seconds and then I got to go. Okay. So yeah, you're right. We have to uh, overtake the party and maybe by force to push them out because they won't leave. They will not right. leave. Thank you, Johnny. Anyway, got to go, Johnny. Got to go, got to go, got to go. Hey, folks, first of all, I want to thank the entire audience for listening. I'd like to thank the callers for calling in. This is your show. My name is Egberto Willis. I want to thank Howard and Jack for their great work in the control room. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.